Triple F Podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have Andy Sajnani and Misha Shah of Think Latitude. Think Latitude is a technology startup that provides rapid prototype development for aspiring entrepreneurs and small businesses. They assist in taking new ideas and providing the right steps to proceed from conceptualization to final execution through business consulting, web and application development, and investment funding. Their proven strategy has helped several clients realize their passions and dreams. Today we talk about their up and coming, not yet released, fashion app that is cutting into the world of fashion like none other. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with Misha and Andy. So we're sitting down with Andy Sanajay and Misa Shah today. How are you guys today? We're doing well, thank you. Awesome, so tell me what you guys do in one to two sentences. So Think Latitude is a rapid prototyping company um, that we co-founded. We specialize in mobile application development, business consulting, and investment funding. So in a nutshell, we take people's ideas that they have Mm -hmm. and we help make it a reality. Changing the world one person at a time. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> We're pretty much a mini shark tank in a box. Awesome. One of my favorite shows. I've, uh, I was on running um, a company for a while, like last year and the year before. Mm-hmm. And I literally watched every episode of Shark Tank to prep for our VC round. Mm-hmm. And we never got there. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, hell. Shark Tank's a new favorite TV show. <laughs> well, the shortcut is to go through Think Latitude. Exactly. Yeah. Come through us. We're not as intimidating as Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. Exactly. I can't imagine so. <laughs> but yeah, so like, obviously this show is on fashion, fitness, and food. Mm-hmm. And so you guys dabble a little bit in the fashion industry with one of the apps you're working on right now. Do you guys want to dive into that a bit? Yeah. Okay. So one of the clients we are working with currently, it has a sports apparel app that revolutionizes how rivalries will work in the apparel arena. So um, as far as that's concerned, we he focuses on college sports as well as professional sports. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have an app to kind of demonstrate how his technology is working. However, that's under NDA. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So this app isn't out yet. It's still being created. It is. Okay. It's in the process. Yeah. Cool. And so like, what's kind of like the tech behind that then that... Uh, how does the app work then? So like someone has an apparel app, does that mean I go online to Nike.com and buy this shirt or how does it all kind of play out that you guys can at least talk about? Yeah, so when it comes to purchasing um, apparel, that's more of e-commerce. Okay. So we work with people who have, you know, very gener- generic items mm-hmm. and we could create, you know, an e-commerce system behind okay. it, right? But in terms of who we really want to work with in terms of, you know, idea generation is Mm. people who are trying to make a change. Okay. Kind of like, you probably heard of Untuck It, the 
sweatshirts, right? So it's a different technology. Mm. It's a different manufacturing of a shirt that's already out there. It's a okay. standard button-down shirt. So if someone has an idea to change something or mm. disrupt something in the apparel industry, we'd like to work with them on that level because okay. we have a, we see a lot of potential in being successful versus someone who is selling a generic item and just wants you know an online shopping cart. Okay. And so in the app you guys are working on, what can you reveal about it like from the apparel perspective? Is it like VR-based, AR-based? So essentially, you know, someone can come to, to us and whenever we brainstorm and we wireframe the idea around it, the clients can actually come into the app and really figure out what school or what sports team they're a part of okay. and then distinguish what the rivalry is. Okay. So it's going to be an ongoing process mm -hmm. um, without revealing too much about it. Yeah. Um, they, they'll be able to customize. Like, it's not going to be a one-stop shop. It's okay. going to actually continue along the season. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because when you're a sports team, you have several rivalries, mm -hmm. right? And you, you can't... Some people don't even know where to start. They want to... Some people just buy one shirt that downplays one team mm -hmm. or promotes their team. Mm -hmm. This will allow you to do... You know both of them and in terms of your earlier question is there any vr or ar in there there's definitely going to be vr okay um it's not at the top of our list i feel like vr today is more of a luxury than a necessity Agreed. but you know it's going to be more mainstream down the line mm -hmm. because the way people could look and visual like look at something and visualize something in a, in a three-dimensional space is going to change the way people shop for, mm -hmm. for apparel mm -hmm. I mean if you could see somebody wearing a shirt and you could look around and see how you know it looks on, on the front back sides I think that's pretty cool you know and I think it'll change people's I think it's we've already kind of moved towards that. I don't know, JP, you're a fashion, uh, uh, you know, aficionado. Yeah. <laughs> so don't you feel like people are already gearing towards going online shopping today versus brick and mortar, and that's why we see so many of these stores go out of business today? Yeah, I mean, I literally bought a T-shirt online. I have a, a shirt printed from down the street for me, mm -hmm. and I looked at so many pictures of like models. Where I'm like, I don't have any of those body types. Mine's like perfect. Like, <laughs> you know, like, so like you can't compare. Like, I think with VR, like you can be able to actually understand how it look on your body, mm -hmm, yeah. opposed to someone else. Yeah. And if I looked at like thirty different T-shirts for the different cuts and like the yeah. necklines, yeah, and it's like, how am I gonna know? But I kind of figured it out. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people need help too. Like, if you look at companies like Trunk Club, mm -hmm. um, there's you know so many different types of Stitch Fix where people don't want to take the time, the energy, or don't even know where to start. Mm -hmm. So catering something to them is important, but also having, you know, technology to assist with that at the comfort of your home mm -hmm. is is really important because some people feel really intimidated by fashion. Oh yeah. You know, and men and women. The biggest thing with online shopping is people don't know about the fitting. And that's the issue, right? Mm -hmm. And now there are ways where we could use standard cameras to get the, you know, the perspective of the distance mm -hmm. to be able to measure someone's sizing, right? Mm -hmm. So if you say you're five foot ten, 170 pounds, then we could you could actually upload a picture of yourself, and you could see how you would look with a certain shirt on, mm -hmm. or you could try glasses on, and that's how online retailers are selling glasses today mm -hmm. at a fraction of the price of going.
going to a shop and buying them. Exactly. And when you get them, the fitting is nearly perfect. It's, it's just amazing how the software has changed how people shop today. And I think that's exactly how it's going to go because look at Bonobos. You go to the store, you like came and buy stuff there. If you want to buy something, like they ordered it for you. Yeah. It's just a try-on place mm-hmm. and then to like flirt with it. Like, and they, they say that there's like a percentage of how many people actually will take the time and energy to return. Mm-hmm. So it's really just a waste of money where you buy a bunch of stuff and you keep it in your house. It's cluttering your home mm-hmm. and you're not returning it. So these companies are making so much money off of you because, you know, they don't want to take the time to return. So your app is more based on like um, game day? like activity or is it before game day activity it's actually all throughout okay. so it's, yeah. it's really like i said the, the way that it works is it, it allows you to customize so mm-hmm. it, it's not a shirt that you only wear for one rivalry you wear it throughout the season okay nice. and you can actually use it for for different seasons as well so okay. it can actually build upon which is kind of cool Awesome. So, like, give me kind of the rundown of how that came to be. Like, did someone just kind of approach you as they, I have an app idea, and you're like, let's run with this? What was kind of the breakdown of how that all kind of kind of came up to where you guys are now? Yeah. Um, this this story is pretty standard in our industry, mm-hmm. especially with um, <laughs> ever since we started Think Latitude. But we see a lot of people come from the corporate sector, okay. and they're just so frustrated of being in that rat race, mm-hmm. and they want to try something, and they have these like ideas, a lot of ideas in their head, and they figure, okay, if I want to try an idea, I need, what, $100,000, $150,000 to get started, maybe more. And that's the standard perception of people when it comes to what they think uh, entrepreneurship is about. Mm-hmm. And and Think Latitude is trying to disrupt that okay. by saying, you don't need a whole bunch of money to get started. You, know, you just need a fraction of that cost. We could actually do something called rapid prototyping. We're actually the only firm in the Chicago area that is searchable that you could find that does rapid prototyping, business consulting, and investing. Mm-hmm. So essentially what we do is we'll take someone who has this idea, like he had the sports apparel idea, and he said, I want to get started with this, but I'm stuck in corporate. And I don't have a lot of savings. And even if you have some savings, mm-hmm. if you start this idea and it doesn't work, you're out of it, you know, you're out of your savings. You're not out of a job, but you still have to continue to work again to build up just to try this idea. So what do you have save up for five, 10 years again to start a new idea? That's ridiculous. So what we do is we allow these people to come into our space mm-hmm. and we make this rapid prototype, which is, we call it an MVP. So okay. for those of you who aren't like very familiar with that, it's a minimum viable product, which means it's, it's, a, it's an app or an idea with the least amount of features and it's very cost effective. So it could be as low as $5,000 to actually start that, and that's your proof of concept. Okay. That proof of concept works, and it, and it, you know, we get it to fruition, which we always do, that's our job. Then at that point, we have a business consulting team who helps you build a sales strategy, a go-to-market strategy, a client acquisition strategy. Incorporation. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And then once they're at, like legal, they're revenue generating, then we have a network of over a thousand investors, all who specialize in different areas. And in this case, we would connect this client with someone who wants to invest in the fashion industry. Okay. Or sports. You know, yeah. it can yep. it can kind exactly. of go either way. 
So really, there's a lot of, and when Andy and I kind of created this, we realized there's a lot of investors out there mm -hmm. that have money, but they need to get the right person to okay. actually take that passion and mm -hmm. hard work and pull it through. I mean, I hate to reference Shark Tank, but you know Mark Cuban, he only invests in people that are passionate. He has all the money in the world, and there are some ideas that are great, but if there's not hard work attached to it, it's not going to go anywhere. So Andy and I are essentially the Mark Cubans of Chicago, <laughs> and uh, we really are, are looking for anyone that has an idea and is willing to really put his or her blood, sweat, and tears into the project, okay. because their success is essentially our success. Yeah. And so it's like an example you're talking about, maybe like just kind of what you kind of explain about it. What is their total involvement throughout the process then, right? So they're in corporate, they get an MVP out there. When do they become the full-time, I'm running this company? Mm -hmm. Do they count, how do they, what are their expectations along the road? Yeah, I think, entre in my opinion, entrepreneurship is a full-time job. Mm -hmm. If you have an idea and you're very passionate about it, you're not gonna have to think about, oh, I have to put in eight hours a day towards this. Mm -hmm. If it's really your, your your desire to try something out and mm -hmm. you really believe in it, I think that that motivation is going to be intrinsic. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be, you know, someone who comes into our sphere and says, I have this idea, you guys go do all the work. Mm -hmm. I just want to make money and my idea is a billion dollar idea because if you think that way, you're definitely going to fail. Right. <laughs> I can guarantee you're going to fail. That's true. But it's, it's those people who say, listen, I, I want to try something out mm -hmm. and I want to put all my effort into this. If I, if you have a full-time job, we're not telling you to quit your job and start running your company. Mm -hmm. But what we're saying is put eight hours outside your eight hour job. Mm -hmm. And that shouldn't be very difficult to, for you to do. If you really want to make a change in the world, if mm -hmm. you want to get a paycheck, go to corporate, get, find something stable. But if you want to run a company and really, you know, see your idea out, mm -hmm. then I, I think that you need to be able to have that self-driven capability mm -hmm. to be able to put in that time and effort into, into you know realizing your idea so I think a lot of people struggle with like commitment issues right mm -hmm. so when you guys someone comes to you and says I want to have this idea and you sit down and talk to them what is kind of their time frame from day one you guys sign the paperwork to work together to like you know everything's up and running post MVP they're an entrepreneur finally well, it, it really is kind of determining uh, to determine based upon our initial consultation. Okay. So when we take on a client, we actually do an hour consulting session where we really kind of figure out what the idea is, mm -hmm. the process. Um, if the idea is super simple, it could take, you know, three to four weeks mm -hmm. to get everything kind of on board. If it's a little bit more complex, it can take, you know, two or three months. Okay. So it really kind of depends. But the common misconception that a lot of people have is that, like, we are going to take on the project and we're going to run it. Right. And that's definitely not what we're doing. We're actually kind of the guiding mm -hmm. elements in here. Of course, we have the technology and we have the resources for the person, mm -hmm. but we want to make sure that they don't just kind of go on the sidelines. Like they're actually coming in with us because it's a 50-50% partnership. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of answering your question, you know, we'll help and guide and we'll consult when it's necessary, but we want to make sure that our clients are on board with us. Okay. And, you know, one thing that that is kind of a pet peeve of mine is laziness. Yeah. You know, you don't want someone to commit and then kind of, you know, fall through the cracks. Yeah. And I, I think it's also worth noting that if you have an idea, you should be an expert in that industry. Mm -hmm. If you tell us that you want, you have an idea for a car that runs on water, go create it. <laughs> we're, 
you know, we're not scientists. We're not going to create it. So if you if you have that idea, then you should be an expert in the industry. You should have some thoughts that you put together and some proof that a car can run on water instead of gasoline, <laughs> rather than just telling us you want yeah. to do that. So if you come up to us with that idea, we're going to ask you to give us some da data to back up your idea. So yeah, be realistic. Yeah, exactly. don't don't just pull something out of thin water. Do your research. I think it's also to to kind of create a company. You also need to make sure you do your due diligence, right? Mm -hmm. You have to make sure it's realistic. Make sure there's not competitors out there. And if there are competitors, what's going to differentiate yourself amongst the competition? Because how many apps are created on a daily basis? Yeah. It's like hundreds of apps are created, and most of them fail. So we want to be the ones mm -hmm. to help the people actually be the successful one. Yeah. I mean, when you have an idea, I. I I look at it this way. When you have an idea, you're a entrepreneur. When you put that idea into practice, you take steps to becoming an entrepreneur. So, I think a lot of people just don't do their research at home. Mm -hmm. Like, I used to work in the tech space, like, managing devs, and someone calls us and they're like, I want to do this, like, grocery store app. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, this is what it's going to cost to make the app. Like, very easy consultation. I'm like, did you do the research on the API? What API? Uh, the information that you want to use in the app. <laughs> oh no, let's go get that. Like no, like it's like ten grand a month yeah. to have the information. Just oh, that like doubles our costs. I'm like, and yeah. like, did you? Oh, you didn't research that. Like, well, I think what Andy said is is so spot on. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people want to create a startup company because it's the thing to do, yeah. and they're like, oh, this will, you know. I'm going to be like Mark Zuckerberg and, you know, be on an island all the time and have millions of dollars. And I'm like, there's a lot of hard work. Do you know what Mark went through? You know what? Mark Cuban used to, to live in his car for so long and lived off of ramen. Sold like, garbage bags. Exactly. Yeah. So you have to sacrifice a lot. So it's not easy. Mm -hmm. It's a difficult thing. But if you have that drive and if you have that that dream and you can make it a reality, oh my gosh, you can, you know, conquer the world at that point. It's like when do you guys kind of pass off like the entire app to someone? Like someone comes in, everything is published, right? Mm -hmm. Are you kind of their team that does all the updates moving forward? Do you recommend they build their own t internal tech team up? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a good question. There's a two-step approach to it. One mm -hmm. is pre-investment, and one is post-investment. Okay. Pre-investment, we are their team. You know, mm -hmm. they. They have an idea that we expect them to work very hard. Some people come to us and they're already revenue generating. They have a small sales team put together. They have a go-to-market strategy. And that's great because we could come in and we could do the things that they would they need help with. Mm -hmm. We could help them implement HR system, a business management system, CRM, you know, those things. And some people come to us and they just don't have anything in place yet. And we have to, you know, do a lot more I would say more of the heavy lifting to get them going, but mm -hmm. we, we try to still wean them, you know, okay. we try to help them and give them a strategy, but they have to implement that strategy. So mm -hmm. if we come up with a sales strategy, we say, this is where you need to go. Okay. And like I, like I said earlier, if they're passionate and driven, we don't, they don't have to think twice about putting that in action. Now, once we talk to an investor, mm -hmm. investors have a lot of their own, you know, stipulations, which is why we don't recommend before the prototype that anyone have ever taken investment because our prototypes are so cost friendly that mm -hmm. if you take if you give up equity at that point you might not be able to start your idea or implement it the way you want because 
you know, these investors will call all the shots. Right. But once you're revenue generating, you actually have to give up a lot less equity for more money and you get to call those shots. <laughs> and at that point, the investor will also have say in it. So if they, you know, we have good relations with our investors, but we are also very realistic. If mm. they need, if we need a 60 person team to run a software company, or if they need a manufacturing facility to run an apparel business, then they're going to have connections to be able to put that together. Okay. So we take a step back at that point, but we're always there to help them and answer questions and provide consulting throughout the process. We never really disappear from it, yeah. but we could be involved a little bit less after that investment phase. Yeah. Okay. And so when you guys you know, agree in terms of like, this is where we're going to build out the MVP for you, the person's so passionate about it, what can they be doing during that time frame where you're actually building out the app? Because it doesn't take a week or two, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What can they be doing to help their company like, get started, get rolling? Mm-hmm. Opposed to like, posting on Facebook every 10 seconds, I have an app idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that it, it has to really be about... Um, kind of connecting, uh, you know, networking and making sure that people understand the branding. Um, I, I think like, you know, my, my kind of forte in this, Andy's more on the technology side, but for me, it's really kind of the creative and the social media marketing aspect of, of the business and really helping people achieve that, like building their brand. A lot of people don't know how to convey that, you know, like, what am I, what am I as a brand? And, and can I really kind of showcase that I bring value to the table and for differentiating yourself from the competition is is made really easy now because everyone uses social media and if you if you can be able if you can communicate that out um, it really can make a difference between you and you know all the other people that are trying to do the same thing I, I don't think there's ever a lack of work whether you're you know pre prototype post prototype I think there's always going to be quite a bit of, of work you could do. Some people come to us and they don't have even the you know couple grand just to start that prototype. So we work with them to help them get some funding. We work on crowdfunding strategies, you know, ways to help them make money. We'll give them some out of the box ideas, you know, <laughs> at times, yeah. And, and uh, you know, once we start developing that prototype, they're very involved in that. Mm-hmm. We don't just have our development team, you know, develop. We make sure that we check in with them constantly to make sure it's going according to the, you know, to the plans that they had. And if it makes sense to do a certain way because we feel like there'll be more success you know implementing this type of payment system versus the one they initially thought of we'll make sure they're involved in it Um, but like Misha said we give them a lot of a lot of food for thought so Mm -hmm. at that time they could be looking for potential customers they could be creating surveys and sending it to people so they're very involved throughout the process market research is huge too like you know the beta testing and the proof of concept is one thing but if you go out there and just talk to people and say hey would you ever be interested in this particular app idea and you'd be really shocked to see what people will actually give you just Mm -hmm. by by normal conversation so that way you can actually test it out with it without spending hundred thousand dollars this is just kind of an initial investment that doesn't take a lot of time to gather the information makes sense a lot of sense you guys have like a lot of insight here so what if people want to work with you what would be the best way for them to get in contact with you guys 
Um, the best way is actually to come to our website. Um, our website is www.thinklatitude.pro. Um, we're pretty active on social media as well, and and we're also very involved in the Chicago community. You know, um, you know, we also are a very young company in the sense that we have co-working spaces like we work and serendipity labs where we actually like we don't work in a stuffy office yeah. like we like to change our environment um also you know our employees we we we're all remote employees so it's not like we call one office we can actually communicate from anywhere um and we don't like to micromanage either like we're the type of company that kind of gets out there and we all have come from corporate and we actually created a company that's very very new and fresh mm -hmm. um so it's a very modern approach yeah. i would say i think also a great way to reach us is just to email us directly at info at thinklatitude.pro mm -hmm. that's info at thinklatitude.pro and um, you'd be able to get in touch with us we could schedule a free consultation with anyone and everyone we mm -hmm. feel like anyone could have an idea and we don't have any formal requirements we're not going to ask you for a, a functional spec or anything like that even if you have an idea in your head or just a napkin sketch <laughs> we could help you work through this and uh, see if this is something you want to pursue what's your one um, kind of word for the wise people say well i don't want to tell you without signing an nda about my idea because you're going to steal it mm -hmm. what if someone said that to you do you have recommendations for people thinking like that well, it depends how much work they put into it. If they've actually put in some original thought and they have a patent or something tangible that requires an NDA, then I have no problem signing it. But if they say that I have this idea to make cars fly, and it's just an idea to say cars are going to fly, um, then it's, it's silly to sign an NDA because they haven't put any real you know, effort into researching this. They don't have any data that's, that's you know, patented. So mm -hmm. at that point, we've, we've worked with some clients that have an NDA um, specification and to me, that's impressive that someone got that far along. Yeah. <laughs> there are some people that don't even know what an NDA is. So for us, it's it's really we'll take on like Andy mentioned, we'll we'll take on anyone and everyone that has an idea. Uh, but that consultation that we do at the beginning mm -hmm. really gives us a lot of insight to how serious is this person? Is this person just kind of kicking tires, mm -hmm. or are they really in it for for the long haul? So that that we do with all of our clients, we actually offer a free consultation. And then we'll actually go into, you know, um, like in depth. That's just kind of an overall kind of getting to know people. We also want people to know us too as, as people. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you can work with a lot of consultants out there, but do we have that credibility? Do we bring that value to the table? And you'll definitely see that if you visit our website or if we, you meet with us. Awesome. Any last words of advice for the listeners? Um, I would just like to say that, you know, don't be afraid. You know, if you have something, a, a lot of people say, oh my gosh, that Uber was my idea. You know, like I thought about that. Why wasn't I the first one? So what I would say is don't, don't be afraid or don't wait for two or three years. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Just go ahead and, you know, get started. If, if you have something, you have that desire, uh, reach out to us yeah. and we can help you. I think everybody starts out small. The biggest fear is, you know, just taking that first step mm -hmm. and sometimes people are very hesitant you know they're scared they think that this is a long process it requires way too much money two years of commitment just to try something out and that's not the case at all with us you know um so schedule sometimes we schedule that meeting the first meeting with someone and they just they connect and on that level and they're like oh my gosh i wish i wish i met you guys you know mm -hmm. 10 years ago heard that so so, <laughs> so i would say that you know just as it started you you wouldn't believe uh you know how great 
only having a small businesses. According to uh, the U.S. Small Business Administration, they represent 99.7% of all employer firms today. So people don't believe that. They think that all the jobs, you know, all the most stable jobs are in corporate, but there's no stability anywhere you go. So why not try your idea out and, and uh, you know, contact us. We'd love to get started with you. Awesome. Well, thanks for all your wisdom today. I appreciate it. Thanks Thank so much, Jamie. Hmm. Quite an interesting episode, nonetheless. Learning about the new trends in fashion, not necessarily from a style or pattern perspective, but the new technologies absolutely blows my mind. It's something I'm always excited about. I am going to keep a close watch on this launch product. From what I could tell, it seemed like something new, fun, innovative. I can't put my finger on it. Even if I asked them, they would even tell me. But I'm really glad you guys enjoyed this episode. If you're out there looking to launch your own app, website, whatever, think Quantitude is definitely the guys to go to for this. It doesn't have to be in the fashion, fitness, or food industry. It just happens that this great team decided to come on our show, share their knowledge about their cutting-edge fashion stuff, and have some great value to add to your lives. So feel free to reach out to them. Their contact info is in the show notes. This episode is sponsored by our friends over at StakeHall. StakeHall is a social wagering app for the next generation. With StakeHall, you can easily challenge your friends to games of skill or even be a third-party judge between mutual friends. Stake your hard-earned cash, a night out in the town, or even just your dignity. They strive to be one of the most entertaining and most interactive social wagering platform on the market. StakeHall is an app that you download on the App Store. Uh, right now it's on iOS only, soon to be coming into Android, where you can challenge your friends to some fun games. I've challenged some friends to a game of ping pong. I've challenged some game friends to a round of hot wing eating contests. Right now I'm in the challenge of Movember, things of that nature. Absolutely incredible. Ever have that friend that takes a bet with you and then at the end of the word doesn't want to pay up and says, bro, we never shook hands? No longer a problem with StakeHall. You can put it up on social media, share it with your friends, get their pretty judge, problem solved. Check them out at stakehall.io. That's S-T-A-K-E-H-A-U-L dot I-O. Or go to the iOS and iOS store and download them. Stakehall. Check it out now. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.